الحمد لله الغفور الحميد ذو العرش المجيد فعال لما يريد يهدي بهداه من يريد ويذل من أعرض عن نهجه السديد بين للناس طريق الهدى وحذرهم من دروب الهدى ووعد من أطاع وأوعد من اعتدى ولا يزلم ربك أحدا ثم الصلاة والسلام الأتمان الأكملان على من بأثه الله دا للآلمين سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى أهله وصحبه ومن تبع نهجهم إلى يوم الدين وبعد فالسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Afterwards, inshallah, we are going to proceed with our discussion related to the explanation of the sunnah from the book of our reference, that is Sharh al-Sunnah al-Barbahariyu rahimahullah. So if you can recall, in our previous dis- discussion, we were discussing about the issues of conflict and the issues related to conflict resolution and the way to tackle some of the issues related to that and the issues that are prominent oneself to violence what kind of violent acts and we mentioned about the ahkam related to some of the issues like protests and demonstrations. And the last point that we discussed, which is the point 106, uh, point 106 from the Sharh al-Sunnah is related to the issue of space science and the study of astronomy. So our today's session We'll begin from the next point, which is وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَالنَّزْرُ فِي الْكَلَامِ وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَالنَّزْرُ فِي الْكَلَامِ Beware and be careful about watching into so but here he did not mention ilmul kalam directly what he signifies here is that anything that is related to ilmul kalam you should be careful with it you should avoid it وَإِيَّاكَ وَالنَّذْرَ فِي الْكَلَامِ and be, be careful Beware to others to look into mere discussion, unnecessary speeches. And sitting with the orators, then you should be careful. 
by watching issues related to unnecessary logic like for example vocalization so we are talking about vocalization it is not something that is purely accepted some vocalist says that which is a kind of impotence poisons to the heart of the humanity so iyaka wan nazra fil kalam wal julusa ila ashab al kalam and be careful to overlook towards vocalization and sitting with the orators it's not everyone that is be termed that would be termed as an orator that he's a kind of evil seer some of the vocalist they says which or they says that which is right but some the author filtrates and that hadith the Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi mentioned i think i have mentioned the hadith previously in the previous session that there would be a kind of people yuhsinun al-qawl they are so beautiful in speeches they are so beautiful in speeches they speak that which is right waysiun al-fi'l waysiun al-fi'l but they are evil in their actions so when they speak people move they move people they motivate so be careful with the speech of motivations and even to what we have encompasses towards that which we analyze of those kind of incidences that are related to extremism terrorism according to the coverage of the media some of the youth some of the people that engage into those kind of movements were betrayed through some of the motivational speeches through some of the motivational speakers so be careful with motivation and sitting to listen from motivational speakers you can listen to the motivational speaker that he motivate you towards that which is right but be careful in the previous sessions i mentioned about some of the parameters or the evil of learning your deen through debates the majority of the ulama among the righteous predecessors they disregard the issue of debating argument in terms of the theology in terms of the religious issues because it can add conflict of ideas 
it will give a chance for the emergence of evil ideologies. So suppose someone that is marketing his evil ideas, he was neglected, but you invite him, you give him chance to advertise his evil ideologies. That's one of the side effects of debate. That's one of the side effects of argument. Yes, it is halal. Allah said, وَجَادِلْهُمْ بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنِ You can argue with them through the way that is right. Through a righteous way. But it doesn't mean that you, that you are willing to follow the righteous way. You would have the opposition. You would have the second debater that he would follow a righteous way or a righteous procedure or method. Yes, indeed, it is halal if you would follow a rightful methodology. But it is not everyone that he can argue with a right methodology. And that's the reason why righteous predecessors, righteous predecessors and the pious predecessors like Namu Ahmed bin Hanbal, they put a negative sign towards argument. Even though someone may say, why does it, uh, why, why does it make sense? Why is it that Imam Ahmed has debated with some of the Mu'tazilites and some of the Jahmites? So, and he is mentioning the negativity, or he was mentioning the negavi- uh, negativity uh, of argument. Yes, indeed. Getting into argument, it doesn't mean that you violate the rules. Maybe, as how we know, and that's the fact that he followed the righteous methodology in debating with the Mu'tazila. That's why it it took so many time period, or so many decades before that Mehina, or within that Mehina. So because he know what is in the argument, in the debating, that's the reason why he mentions some of the consequences of, of that. It is not closed, but it is not widely open, that you should go into it. It has rules and regulations, but if you look towards today's uh, debates in the media, they lack those kind of many of those kind of debates. They don't follow those kind of rules and regulation. So, if you want to go into that, try as such to follow the righteous methodology. So, even towards listening or participating. Or to be present before the orators, the motivational speakers. It is not something that can always guide you towards that which is 100% right. It happened to someone. He went for a particular motivational lecture 
So the lecture is about marital relationship. So because because of the motivation he has from oh he he had from that motivational lecture when he returned back to his home, a kind of evil outcome, a kind of evil result got out from his home because a kind of separation happened between him and his spouse. Even though the mistake doesn't make it of necessity for him to divorce her, but through that kind of motivation he has, he consider her as a kind of evil woman and he divorced her. So this is in the matters of the relationship between you and other humans. So what about if the evil motivation is between you and the issues of theology, the issues of Tawheed and the issues of worship, act of worship. That's why you have to be careful. Even though we say you have to be sonatically uh, engineered and organically uh, motivated, but with understanding. You have to understand some of the common matters. Otherwise, you would get deluded. وَعَلَيْكَ بِالْآثَارِ أُفَنِيُّ With the prophetic traditions. وَأَهْلُ الْآثَارِ And the people of prophetic tradition. Meaning, upon you with the references. Whoever mentioned something, where did he obtain that? Where is the reference? Is it from the prophetic model approach? Yes, then that's right, take it. Not just from his personal conquest, Or from his bar. He threw it onto you, or from his his bucket. The Athar with the people who follow the Ahadith. That is the Athar, the prophetic tradition. These are the ones that you are supposed to ask. So if you want to ask about your religious matter, Ask the people who follow the ahadith of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not just everyone who just talk, who just speak. The knowledge of the deen is just, uh, it's not just by, uh, it is not just by speaking or speech. Or by the number, number of the lectures that you listen or that you presented is by Athar. I got across a particular individual. He delivered so many lectures. But in each and every lecture of his, he was not able to escape coming with 
ahadith which are the that is the ahadith which are to the level of weaknesses so even if you are rehearsed to the ahadith try as such to raise your thoughts on the ahadith which are sahihah authentic ones and base your thoughts from the ayat and the ahadith whatsoever that is like this he is deserved to be asked together with them you should sit sit with those people that are hearkening with the athar from them you would extract the knowledge of your religious matters from them you would extract the benefit so whomsoever you want to sit or whomsoever you have sat with if he is not upon the athar even though he speak even though she speaks or she speaks you'll never get the right answer you'll never obtain the right benefit unless if that person spoke about that which is related to ayat and the athar and the ahadith I hope this point is very clear وَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ مَا عُبِدَ اللَّهَ بِمِسْلِ الْخَوْفِ You should know that the Almighty Allah is not worshipped but something to the level of fairness وَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ مَا عُبِدَ اللَّهَ بِمِسْلِ الْخَوْفِ مِنَ اللَّهِ You should know the Almighty is not been worshipped he is not been worshipped with a kind of factor with a kind of principle to the level of his pianist so if you worship the almighty by the pianist of his meaning uh, if you pay him you pay your maker and you worship him through that pianist then you worship the almighty to the level of act of worship وطريق الخوف والحزن and the fast the rules of fairness grievance والشفقات والشفقات والحياة which includes شفقات kindliness والحياة and shyness modesty humbleness من الله تبارك وتعالى from Allah Glory is He, the Most High. So these are the basic principles of Ibad. If you want to worship your Maker, worship by His pianist. Meaning you should pay Him while you are worshiping Him. And that comprises the fairness, grievancy, kindliness, and humbleness. So, but if you humble yourself, some of the other people, they would think that 
that humbleness is weakness in you despite they don't know that you hearkens with that in, in order to please your maker so do not please anyone in that which can trigger the wrath of the almighty but rather worship the almighty in the way that will please him واحذر أن تجلس ما أميده إلى الشوق والمحبة بكافه بويه don't just sit don't just live together with a kind of person that calls towards fondness والمحبة and affection towards affection and fondness here he is talking about Some of the Sufiyin, the Ahlul Tasawwuf, وَمَنْ يَخْلُوا مَأَ النِّسَاءِ And the one that get into intimacy with women. وَطَرِيقِ الْمَزْحَبِ The person that calls towards the mazhab. Because if you follow some, someone that he inclined automatically to the mazhab he called towards the mazhab instead of him to to make you attached to the athar to the prophetic tradition to follow the rasul but he called you to follow a mazhab a school of thought yes you can follow the school of thought in order to learn your religious aspects the matters of your religion because these are schools basically in sunnah we have four school of thoughts The Hanafi, Maliki, Shafi'i, and the Hanabila. These are the four school of thought, the basic ones. You know there are other, other ones, but these are the major ones. We have the Mazhab of Imam al-Thawri, Sufyan al-Thawri. We have the Mazhab of Imam, uh, Imam al-Awza'i. have the mazhab of Dawood al-Zahiri but these are minor minor mazahib which within the decades they did not prospect we are not to condemn their verses but these are the major ones the four major mazahib so if someone called to mazhab he forgot to call people towards the athar so this kind of person is a kind of person that you have to weigh him on top of a scale you may end up following him and he will misguide you in some of the issues but if he called towards the mazhabab while linking you with the athar then there is no problem فَإِنَّ هَؤُلَاءِ كُلُّهُمْ أَلَى ضَلَالًا Because this kind of individuals that call towards affection, towards intimacy, towards sectarianism, they would be a, they would be a kind of, they would become a subsegment of misguidance. Because a person that he always call you to night clothing, unnecessary party, 
or he call you he invite you to that is or she invite you to intimacy or sectarianism they may end up dejecting your mind from your maker or from your creator by rejecting it and throwing it to the creators. وَأَلَمْ رَحِمَكَ اللَّهِ You should know me Allah have mercy on you and Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala that Allah glory be to him the most high دَعَلْ خَلْقَ كُلَّهُمْ إِلَىٰ إِبَادَتِهِ He called the entire creators towards his worship. He called the attention of all of the creators that they should worship him. ومن بعد ذلك على من يشاء ومن بعد ذلك ومن بعد ذلك and he gave it out as a gift على من يشاء to whomsoever he wish to whomsoever he wills بالإسلام with the religion of Islam تفضلا منه just as a hand from him so the Almighty invite the entire creatures, all of the humanity, towards his worship, so as all of them should worship him. Meaning all the creatures should worship one and only God. And he present a gift to whomsoever he wills in form of Islam. This is just a kind of honor by him. And that's the reason why he mentioned in three places in the Quran, three ayat with different ending. Like the example, هُوَ الَّذِي أَرْسَلَ رَسُولَهُ بِالْهُدَى وَدِينِ الْحَقِّ لِيُزْهِرَهُ عَلَى الدِّينِ كُلِّهِ in one of the ayah, وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ الشَّهِيدًا In two of the ayat, وَلَوْ كَرِهَا الْمُشْرِكُونَ وَلَوْ كَرِهَا الْمُشْرِكُونَ He is the one that sent his messengers with the religion of truth in order to prosper, in order to manifest over all other religions. Even though according to the issue of theology, we know that there is only one pitra, there is only one religion. Even to the people of scriptures, they are manifesting upon nothing. Unless if they would follow that which come in their scriptures. The Torah and the Injil, if they would implement it without any interpolation, without any concoction, without any manipulation, if they would follow it, they would implement it vividly as how it was revealed, without any revision, then they would be termed as the people who are manifesting themselves upon a particular religion. So the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on stated 
كل مولود يولد على الفطرة to every child to every baby all the babies that are born every baby is born upon the fitra upon one pathway upon one pathway of the religion all the babies were born as Muslims the babies they come they were believers or they have been delivered while submitting to the Lordship of the Almighty it is left for the parents the parent of that baby to make him as a Yahudi or to transform him to let him get, get evolved as Nasrani if the parent of that baby are Nasara or they would make him to become a Majusi so if someone grew up in any other factory besides the factory of Islam, whenever he admits the guidance and he returns, you cannot use the term revert, but he returns. So I think this is the most proper way to mention. So it's a kind of honor. You have to thank the Almighty if you are on, their, on behalf of Islam. Other people they claim to follow the previous scriptures, the old messages, but according to the fact, according to the reality, according to what we know from the Almighty, that the moment when he sent the final message, that is the Quran, all those previous scriptures were expired. The updated message is right here, is right there within the Quran because it comprises all the important and the vital points from the previous scriptures. So he presented the final message with the final messenger. And that final messenger, he is known but Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There is no compulsion towards anybody to hearken with the religion that the final messenger brought. But there is need of explanation. There is need of research. If you are not on the religion, research about the religion, then you get the truth. But if you keep yourself at, uh, outcasted, if care is not taken, you would be among the losers. So in the hereafter, in the eternal life, someone can become a loser. So try as such, or she should, or he should try as such to research more on the fast that he is upon in this time of dunya, in this time that he has before he died.
so as he would benefit or his soul would get benefited in the life of the hereafter. The point 111 from the Shabah al-Sunnah he mentioned وَالْكَفُّ أَنْ حَرُبِ عَلِيٍّ وَمُؤَاوِيَةَ وَعَائِشَةَ وَالطَّلْحَةَ وَالْزُبَيْرِ وَالْكَفُّ أَنْ حَرُبِ عَلِيٍّ Father of the Sunnah is for you to keep muted to be muted regarding about the conflict that had occurred or the conflict that happened between Ali, Muawiyah, Aisha, Talha, and Zubayr. And those conflicts, that's why we call it conflict. It is pitna, not, not a kind of, uh, that is war, but it is, or it was a pitna. The Mawqiyat al-Jamal and the Mawqiyat al-Siffin, Siffin between Ali and Muawiyah. It's a kind of conflict that started from a conflict of opinions and decisions. And also the Mawqiyat al-Jamal between Aisha and Ali, together with Aisha, Talha and Zubayr. And this was, uh, this, uh, uh, this, is, uh, uh, this is a kind of uh, part, yes indeed, the conflict had uh, uh, happened, but it was already explained by the Rasulullah that this kind of conflict are to happen, and the prophecy was confirmed. So, those that came after that, what are their obligations? Is for them is for them to keep muted because all of the renowned individuals, all of the figures in those conflicts were honorable individuals. All of them were forgiven by the Almighty. So a discussion about uh, that conflict may trigger someone to say something that is not ideal or something that is not a kind of reasonable uh, fact or something that can trigger the wrath of the Almighty. Because these are the people that the Almighty is pleased with them and they were pleased with the Almighty. So part of the Sunnah do not talk about it. Yes, a condition can come. You can speak about it in order to explain. But there are other people that they establish their aqidah based on these issues. So when they brought these issues in order to manipulate the scenarios, so you as a person that is manifesting upon the sunnah of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you should try as such to explain to the humanity, to the people, the exact incident. But all these incidents, according to the sunnah, you are deserve not to mention or to discuss or to open a chapter regarding these incidents or these uh, conflicts.
So these incidences that happened between the Sahaba, it was already fast. It has already fast. It is from some of the decades that we were not alive. And the one that prophesized on this conflict has already interpreted the outcome, the consequence, and the resolutions, the result of those conflicts. He said that woman can whomsoever that was with them among the Sahaba do not argue about these matters. Do not dispute fee him regarding them. Just refer their matters to Allah. Do not say Ali radiallahu anhu is right, Muawiyah he is wrong, Aisha is right, Talha Zubayr, do not say this. All of them are right. The Almighty knows who is much more upon the rightful decision. فَإِنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم قال because the messenger of Allah is a mercy of Allah be upon him said إِيَّاكُمْ وَذِكِرُ أَصْحَابِي وَأَصْحَارِي وَأُكْتَاعِ إِيَّاكُمْ وَذِكِرُ أَصْحَابِي وَأَصْحَارِي وَأُكْتَاعِ Be careful to mention my companions my illness That is from the side of my wives وَأَخْتَانِ And my illness from the side of my daughters So meaning his companions To whatsoever position they were to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam But this hadith was a kind of because there is no any is not from this hadith even though you can say the hadith affirmed to other hadith there is no evil uh, text from the hadith it affirmed to other hadith so the information in the hadith is authentic but as how it was narrated there is no concrete is not to the hadith and many of the righteous predecessors they consider the hadith as da'if. There are other hadith that are affirming to this meaning. Like, لا تصب أصحابي فوالذي نفسي بيري لو أنفق أحدكم مثل أحد زهبة ما بلغ مد أحدهم ولا نسيف. And the other hadith, أصحابي كالنجوم, I think we have discussed about this issue. I mentioned in the previous sessions. I think in the earlier sessions that there is, uh, there was, uh, or there is a kind of invariance in the Isnad. But this, the same also the Hadith to the issue of Ilm al Asanid, to the issue of Mustalah al Hadith, or Mustalah al Hadith. You cannot consider the Hadith as Sahih, that is Ashabi can but the meaning of the Hadith, the information contained 
is authentic and it might be the reason why he mentioned all this kind of ahadith in the discussion وَقَوْلُهُ أَنْ دَسَيْنَ أَبْدَ رَسُولُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَبَرَكُ وَتَعَالَى نَزَرَ إِلَىٰ أَهْلِ بَدَرٍ Really, Allah the Most High, glory be to Him the Most High, He looked over towards the people of Badr. فَقَالْ And He said, اِعْمَلُوا مَا شِئِتُمْ فَإِنِّي قَدَى غَفَرْتُ لَكُمْ Do as you wish, because I have already forgiven you. So on the Sahaba that witnessed Badr, Allah SWT has forgiven them. وَعَلَمْ رَحِمَكَ اللَّهِ You should know that Allah has mercy on you أَنَّهُ لَا حِلُّ مَا لِمْرِئِ مُسْلِمٍ إِلَّا بِطِيبَةٍ مِنْ نَفْسِهِ 